Welcome to the most overrated, underappreciated, most viewed on the view podcast of all time. Welcome to, you guessed it, that's right, the Prince of Fresh Air. This is your host, the most charismatic man in entertainment, a.k.a. Mr. No Days Off, a.k.a. Mr. 240 Pounds of Twisted Steel and Sex Appeal of Chocolate. That's right. And with my man, Dimitri, how you doing? Yo. So let, let's have a real honest talk. Um... We already have an idea where we're going to go with this. Uh, but I want to talk to you real quick about, um, before I get into the whole Donald Trump and coronavirus thing. Um, you know, one thing that really got me thinking uh, during this pandemic was, I thought, I thought for me, this would have been a perfect time for our country to heal. I thought people would have more time to reflect um, have more compassion for one another because there's a lot of hate in this world. And one of the things, especially with this election, I realized is that there's so much hate in this world and it's going to tie into what I'm going to ask you. But I mean, what, what do you think when you see all the, the, you know, people out here burning stuff and shooting people and killing people because they, they have a different opinion that they do? I mean, it's not necessary. It's not. And this is going to tie to the point, and we talked about this briefly, Donald Trump. Now, we all know Donald Trump caught coronavirus, and, you know, a lot of people uh, think it is a conspiracy that he, you know, him and Republicans started. Um, but one thing that stood out to me was the, 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 the amount of people who are supporting the fact that he may have COVID, and they want him to die, they want him and his wife to to vanish like when Thor uh, with Daniel snapped his fingers and they want to wish death on the president of the United States. Now, in my opinion, if you would have went to another country and you wish death on the president of the United States or a chief, uh, commander in chief, what do you think will happen? You would die. You would get tortured. You would get sent to prison. You would get beat. And, People just think it's fun to be out here saying, oh, you know, Trump, Trump's a bully and he deserves to die. But if it was their parents, um, they'd be upset if someone said they should die. So, I mean, how do you feel about it? Whether you like Trump or not. I don't think that's, I don't think it, I don't think that's necessary either. I mean, because you got to understand things have been screwed up way before he got in office. Before he got in office, no one hated him. So people who know, know better and people who don't know are the ones that, are choosing to carry themselves the way that, you know, they're choosing to carry themselves, which is unnecessarily, you know, it's way too over the top. So like I said, whatever, whatever you mad at him about, you got to understand that that was going on before that. Right. So, and I mean, if, if you're going to, if you're going to, I mean, I ain't no saint. If you're going to wish death on somebody, at least do that shit to somebody who actually deserves it, you know, or someone who wronged you directly, you know, someone who, you know, saying, Harms your family, harm the loved one, uh, you know, something like that. But don't, I'm just, but everybody's doing that. You got to understand, like, it, you'll see people who say that, and then it'll get hundreds of thousands of retweets, tens of thousands of likes, and it's just, oh, well, you know, that's the general consensus. I get, man. If you don't like Trump, that's your right, that's your prerogative, and I'm not going to say you're right or wrong for that. But when you start wishing death on people and you're not taking accountability for your own actions, here's the thing. So I saw I saw uh, an article yesterday. Um, an Army veteran, shout out to the military because I know they put their life on the line for our country. I have no problem with them. But this Army veteran, so 
and it's not his fault. It's also going to be the media's fault. But him and his wife were Trump supporters. Uh, they voted for Trump in 2016. And they were Trump supporters up until early July when his wife decided to take an airplane to go see family. Now, I flew to New York twice already so far. And I knew taking a flight, especially with someone uh, who has asthma, born with it, that there was a potential uh, that I can get COVID. So his wife takes a trip to go see family. And she catches COVID during his trip. And ultimately, uh, unfortunately, she passes away. They did an article interviewing him two months later about how it's all Trump's fault that his wife died. Now... This is just a this first of all, this whole article was just made to put Trump in a bad light. Um, so I'm not touching on that. But how does someone blame the president of the United States for his wife passing away? For look, I get it, you want to see family, but you also have to understand when you're taking a flight, when multiple ple- people is gonna be on an airplane, when multiple people is gonna be at the airport, there's a possibility you'll catch COVID. And I'm seeing this time and time again. I mean, uh, how do you feel about it? Man, I think all of this was really by design to happen while he was in office. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, like, especially to limit, you know, his chances of, of being reelected. But it's not his fault. I mean, can't blame the guy. And that's not for you to assign blame. To anybody, I mean, I wouldn't even say, you know, blame yourself. I mean, you know, these things unfortunately happen, you know, that's life, but it's not Trump's fault. I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't, I would say the same thing if Biden was in office. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I would say the same thing if Barack Obama was in office. I mean, you know, people died, some people died of the swine flu back in 2009. Was that his fault? No. Exactly. And, and let me clarify. A lot of people think I'm a Trump supporter because I defend a man. But look, I'm a free thinker. I like to do research. I, I like to defend people who are wrongfully uh, persecuted by the public. I don't care if you're white, black, Mexican, Hispanic, doesn't matter to me. When mm-hmm. I see people, you know, treating you a certain way that is not fair, I'm going to speak up on it. I don't care if it was Biden. And I don't care if it was Candace Owens or Ben Shapiro. It doesn't matter. I, I just think it's not right. And I want to touch on something. First of all, Trump never said uh, coronavirus was a, was a hoax. I mean, we have to get that clear. He never said that. Of course, the media always spends everything, and then they keep asking you the same questions. Uh, a lot of celebrities and stuff will accuse the media of doing stuff like that to get a headline. So when you refuse to answer it, you know, they, they spin your words around. He never said coronavirus was a hoax. What he said was the, the way how Democrats attacked him and his office for handling COVID was a hawk. So, so let's get that clear. And if you don't agree with me, do your research, because a lot of people are arguing with me about it and not doing research and don't know what they're talking about. I understand 200, I think about 211,000 people died from COVID in the United States. That doesn't account for people who died in China, Italy, Europe, Brazil. Doesn't that I'm not counting that. But here's the thing. You can't blame all these deaths on Trump. Why? Because nobody can't control COVID. Nobody knew what COVID was. Did, uh, did he downplay that first? Maybe. But we all did. Let's not, let's not be, let's not be uh, 
uh, saints about this. We all did. When we all heard of COVID, I'm sure there was a few people who took it seriously, but a lot of people thought there was just another government conspiracy to get people riled up. And then it turned out to be a true thing. So he decided to shut down the United States. And then what happened uh, was around late March, early May, uh, a lot of mayors and state representatives were complaining that they felt like government should, um, the government shouldn't be forcing them to stay closed. And they blamed Trump for forcing them to stay closed. So what he did, he said, okay, all right, I'm going to let you guys decide what you want to do and leave it up to you. And he did that in his own right. Then as cases started going up, people are dying. So what is the first thing people do? Oh, it was Trump's fault. But they don't look at their mayor. Look at, for instance, Florida. They had all these uh, spring breakers on vacation. You had COVID parties going on. You had people not following the rules, breaking curfew. People love blaming Trump for everything, but they don't look at their own best friends and say, look, that party you're going to is not worth it. You know, you got, you live with your mom. She can get sick. You know, right. you running around with not wearing a face mask, not following the rules. You can get somebody sick, if not even yourself. Nobody, nobody wants to take responsibility, but they always want to blame Trump. Like, okay, he can look after everybody in this country. I, I just don't understand it. Like, what do you think he was supposed to do? Tie everybody down to a bed and tell you not to leave? It's like yeah. people... People want their cake and eat it too. You can't force them to, you know, close down the country, and they complain when he force when he closes the country. It, it it doesn't work. You have to pick a side. Do you want the country closed or do you want it open? So yeah, I mean, uh, what is your whole? Um, uh, how do you feel about that? I mean, I, I agree. I agree. I think if I tried to explain that, I'd probably be, you know, reiterating, you know, the fact. I mean, I think people's anger. And, and, you know, ill will is kind of misplaced when it's really on the system. But you kind of take, move the magnifying glass from away from just the figurehead. And when you look at the institution and the system itself, then you'll know who to really be mad at. It's not him because he didn't create the system that you live in. He's just the, the, the face of that. So, you know, people really need to just, you know, and it's not to say that I agree with everything that Trump says or does, because I absolutely don't. Right. Absolutely. You know, I, same thing with, you know, Biden. I don't agree with everything he's done in the past. What I've heard, Kamala Harris, her wearing Timberlands means absolutely, absolutely nothing to me. The fact that Tupac is her favorite rapper means nothing to me. You know, what means a lot to me is, you know, this system improving, which I don't think it does, because like I said before, it's really to benefit people who are ultra wealthy, people who have a high income, and then the, you know, lower middle class and, you know, beneath really are just, you know, to fend for themselves. So once you're able to realize that, then you'll understand that getting mad at Trump <laughs> solves nothing. Yeah going to continue regardless of who's in office because the system is not working. It's not working. The system is flawed. The system is a mess. And I encourage people to really do your research because it's every, every time I get in an argument with somebody, I present them with the facts all the time. And the first thing they do is call me an idiot. They call me a coon. They call me a Trump supporter. They call me someone, a like Someone you actually know has called you that? 
Oh, so people, yeah, people accuse me of being uh, like people you know in real life. Yeah, and even on online too. People have balls. They do. I, they do. I'm like, first of all, if people know me, I've never voted. I've never paid attention to politics. I never have. Uh, this is the first time I'm doing it because we're in a time where basically we have to kind of keep track of what's going on in the world. So this is my first time paying attention. But here's the thing. Whether it was Trump or Biden, whoever is being attacked unfairly, I'm going to speak out about it because it's not fair. You know, I don't care if you're rich or you're poor. It's absolutely not right that people feel the need to, to attack you just because you might support somebody. I may not, I didn't vote for Trump. Do I agree with some things he did? Absolutely. Do I disagree with some of the things? Yes. You know, same thing with Biden. You know, Biden has been vice president for over 40 years. And I don't see not one piece of article from the media condemning him for, like you talked about, when he passed the bill uh, to incarcerate more black people. I had, I had a, a conversation with a, a fellow young black man. Um, and I told him that. And I said, look, I understand you hate Trump. I'm not trying to advocate you to vote for Trump. That's just not what I'm doing. But what I'm trying to do is educate you on what the media is telling you versus the actual truth. Because we all know the media cooks up uh, headlines and they only care about the headlines. And at the end of the day, they're just looking for clickbait. So they don't fact check anything. They give you false information because they're trying to push a narrative. And I had a conversation with her. I'm like, look, man, okay, you might think Trump is racist. Give me an example. And if not, let me tell you. I told them about the example you gave me about the law that uh, Joe Biden has helped put in place in the 1990s um, that ultimately... What, what is it called? What was the name, what was the name no, of the bill? No, it's just a crime bill. Uh, oh, okay, but, yeah. But I didn't know the name of the bill, but I told him about the bill that ultimately put more black people behind bars. And instead of answering the question or give me an honest rebuttal, the first thing he does is, well, you deserve to be in a sucking place. Go watch Get Out. And then come to me. I'm like, look, man, I, you're going to tell me you're a free thinker and you're all about the people and you're going to hit me with this nonsense. Cause I, I like, I'm not going to get mad at, you know, the, you know, someone for, for thinking the way that they do, whatever. All you can do is just put the information, you know what I mean? Like, so let's say from his perspective, you guys don't agree. Just put the information out there and then that's it. It's not your job to try to change somebody's mind. You know, some right. people, that's the problem in, in this world is that people try to make it their job to change other people, to change their mind and get them to agree. It's not your job. Right. You know what I'm saying? It, so once you, once you do that and you, you just absolve yourself from that responsibility, then you'll understand that people, like I'll quote D.L. Hughley. He says something that I really like. He says, this piece, of, this piece of real estate between your ears, which is your brain, your mind, that's priceless. Right. No one can have that. So who are you to go to somebody and condemn them for the way that they think? All right. I mean, like I said, this, that's nothing to do with you. That doesn't affect your life in any kind of way. So to, to say you, gotta, you should go to the sunken place, that's funny, <laughs> but it's not, it's not necessary and it doesn't get you anywhere. And that really just shows that you got to resort to insults and disrespect and condemnation in order to get your point across. So that really has, says a lot. That's an indictment on him more so than you.
Yeah, it's this country. You know, people, you know, 2020 people are fighting for equality and for the people and for harmony. And they advocate for freedom of speech and freedom of expression. But is it actually free? Because every time I turn around, people will have to be condemned for not being politically incorrect. Uh, everything is hate speech all of a sudden. And now we have people out here who's trying to get, you know, who's trying to force the government of all people to enforce, uh, uh, you know, changes to the, our, our rights, our First Amendment right. And that's the thing. Hate speech isn't a real thing. Now, let me ask you a quick question. Have you heard of hate speech before? Have I what? Have you heard of hate speech before? Well, I have an idea of what you mean by hate speech, but can you be specific? So hate speech is essentially any speech that you say or anything that you say that can be harmful to others, right? So a lot of people Calling feel somebody that, out of their name? Yeah, so that could be uh, someone call you an N-word or when, you know, the KKK says white people are the greatest race on earth and stuff like that. Uh, okay. That's what hate speech would be. Mm-hmm. But hate speech isn't a thing, though, because our First Amendment is whatever we feel like saying. Now, the only thing that isn't no, covered... I don't agree with that. What do you mean? I don't agree with that. Yeah, you people do have freedom of speech. However, there's a difference between freedom of speech and going out of your way to be disrespectful or to project something in hopes to get a response, to elicit or solicit a response for somebody. So let's say you have white supremacists that are, you know, marching down the street, you know, with Confederate flags and, you know, Nazi, you know, or, you know what I'm saying? A swastikas and all that other crap. That's not, you know, right to, right to an assembly. That's not freedom of speech. You're going out of your way to, to disrespect people. That's different. When you're, when you're, when, when, Freedom of speech to me is really like, you know, private behind closed doors. Right. You know, like I said, we're having this conversation now. That's freedom of speech. We have the, the floor and the space to say whatever we want. But when you're in a public setting, you're in a public forum, same rules don't apply. I'm sorry. Cause again, you don't, because right. People disrespect somebody and say, Oh, well I have freedom of speech. No, you can't, you can't hide behind that because you don't have the right. People don't have the right to just go around disrespecting people. You know, so I don't, I don't agree with that. Okay, so um, here's the thing, I I do agree. There's certain things that you shouldn't say. Like someone walked up to me and said the N word, would I be upset and probably give them my elbow? Absolutely. But under the First Amendment right, they do legally have the right to say that. I'm not saying that's right. No, they don't. No, they, oh, they do. No, they, they don't. absolutely do. Yeah. No, they don't. There's a difference. Then that's then that's saying you also in the in the in the 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 lengthy extended description because i'm pretty sure in the bill of rights obviously there's not just one sentence i'm pretty sure there's a description to go with each you don't have the right to disrespect people you don't have the right to provoke people that was the case and i can walk up to a cop and say you a bitch you could do that people do it all the time well guess what i can't because what happens you get beat up and you get arrested you get thrown in jail because you're provoking people it's not you can't do that right you have the right to say whatever you want but yet that doesn't that doesn't allow you that doesn't absolve you from the consequences okay so that, so that to me you can't do that because then to say you have the freedom of speech that means you have the freedom to disrespect people you don't 
because there's consequences for that. This conversation that we're having right now is an example of freedom of speech because there's the mutual awareness that we have the floor to say whatever we want, right? Right. Without any, you know, fear of marginalization or, you know, pushback, retaliation or whatever, obviously. Right. You're dealing with random people when you're in a public setting, when you're dealing with, you know, strangers, you know, et cetera, that doesn't, there's certain rules of engagement. You know what I'm saying? People do, people you're talking about, you know, kick it, whatever. They hide behind that, the rights and assembly, freedom of speech. Doesn't work like that. They have the complexion for protection where they can do things like that and, you know, no one cares. But if that was the case, then why are cops beating up people out in the city when we have rights and assembly? People aren't doing anything until things are done to them, which is why things turn violent between protesters and police. So you see the double standard there. Right. We don't. There is no, there is no real freedom of speech in a public setting because there's certain rules of engagement clearly. And then there's not a right to an assembly either when you're that what you think you have the freedom to say while you have the freedom to an assembly, obviously that's not the case. Right. So I would, I would kind of argue to say, and this is respectful. This is not like a, a attack on you or anything, but I would say, all right. So the only thing that isn't included in our freedom of speech is a sign of violence. So if a KK member said, let's go over there and shoot up this building, that's a crime. If someone says, I'm going to burn down Dimitri's house, that's a crime. Or if a celebrity goes on a platform and says, I'll offer someone, or Takashi is a good example. If I offer someone $100,000 to shoot at somebody, that's a crime. But now we're in a, a place where if, I, if someone called me ugly, you can get in trouble for that? Because... Hate speech isn't defined. That's not a real thing. So it basically means that whatever you feel is offensive is offensive to you. So hate speech isn't an actual term. It's just an idea that whatever you find offensive, like if you, if you said, you know, he said this and I said, no, I want to be addressed as they, is that hate speech? No. Right. So now you have places like Canada uh, and a couple other uh, countries, but Canada specifically, uh, Stephen Crowder was talking about it, where a comedian was sent to jail for making uh, a transgender joke on stage. So my only thing is this. Um, if there isn't a freedom of speech here, like you said, if you know you can't disrespect people and stuff like that, where do we draw the line? Because what you might find offensive might be different from me. You know what I'm saying? Or another person's definition of hate is different from yours. I people. I'm I'm a guy, I'm a firm believer in, I don't play around with people. You know, I'm not going to assume that I'm going to walk around being some kind of, you know, like I'm Kevin Hart or I'm a, you know, Dave Chappelle comedian and I just go around saying whatever I want to people, however I want to say it, and then think that everybody understands what I'm talking about. No, you have freedom of speech with people that you know like that. And when you don't, you just exercise caution and just you just have to understand that there is just a, unseen rule of engagement when you deal with people period because right. if yeah. we had enough if we, if we had enough respect for each other as human beings things wouldn't be the, the way that they are and maybe we wouldn't have to worry about hate speech and stuff but we don't have respect for, we don't have respect for each other so that's why we things are right and i only brought that up because so you know stephen crowder you know he does the change my mind stuff 
I love those uh, things. I know a lot of people don't like them, but I, I love the format. Um, but this countless times where professors would call the police on him for inciting violence and, and spewing hate speech, even though he's just having a conversation with a willing participant and he has a permit and stuff like that. I, I just feel like, where do we draw the line? Is having a conversation, like if me and you are having a conversation and someone's listening to it and say, hey, you know what? I don't like what that Mr. No Days Off said. I want to report him and Dimitri or something like that. Would it be fair for us to get in trouble for it? I, no, I, I personally think if we are going to go that route, then the only way we could enforce that is if the government gets involved. And we all know how we all feel about the government. Do we need another restriction on a, a right that we have? Like, We don't really have any rights. But, you know, that's we have the illusion of, of civil liberties. But clearly you can see that, you know, when you're of a certain complexion, you know, obviously those things don't apply. No, you're right. I'm not going to disagree with that. Um, yeah. so that's what I'm saying, you know, in... Unfortunately, that's just the reality that we have to just <laughs> come to accept that there are exceptions to the Bill of Rights. Right. I think I think it just comes down to because a lot of people are educated on this stuff. You know, they don't know the full um, idea behind. I don't know every Bill of Rights thing that's on there, but I know right. a good amount that, you know, if a cop says, hey, uh, why do you say that? I can say, well, well if he beats me up, that's a, I'm, I'm suing him. But I if have the right to it, say that. If, yeah, if I make it, yeah. Because you, you got to understand, there are certain people who you know are black and they they try to be vocal about the rights that they do have. Like They're like, hey, look, I know my rights. What is it? That didn't stop. I think, I think it was, uh, I saw a video, and this was maybe a couple of months old. And then, yeah, it was a black guy surrounded by cops four on one side four on the other side trying to remove him from the car and then uh he was like sir i know my rights blah 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 blah. i do, I do not have to get out of this car you don't have the right to detain me blah 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 and i don't know if you saw this and the cop was like um he's like i'm gonna give you the, the ass whooping of your lifetime and then he looked at the he looked at the camera that the black guy was using to record and then he said you guys watch this and then that's when they you know beat him up so you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this is not, I, I just really can't stress this enough. I, this is why I wish I was somebody of interest where I could get more people to hear what I'm saying. So people can be more critical of the system itself and not just these people who were placed there. And we talked about this in the last podcast, but I felt like celebrities need to do a better job of advocating for their fans, for their fan base, because you now time and time again, you know, they'll come out and say, I'm here for the people. But when people are here getting uh, violated, uh, when people's rights get violated, they don't speak out about it. And it happens every day. It happens every day. Every but they day. only talk about the cases that when the cameras are on and the media is flashing their picture. That's the only time they want to say something. Celebrities is just good PR. You're right, 100%. PR. Because a lot of the people that you saw at protests and stuff like Rick Ross said to Tory Lanez, you was just there for the photo op. I believe that. I'd rather a celebrity just be straight up like, I don't care, rather than fronting like you do for the moment and then down the line, you're not really doing anything. That's right. a fact. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, you know, and no one wants to put their career on the line because the people that we are protesting are the ones that are lining their pockets. Right. Because what are they doing? What's the, what's their agenda other than their own personal game? What do they talk about? They talk about WAP. What is that song about? It's not about him. Yeah. You know, Tory Lane's shot Megan the Stallion. That was like a big, you know, shit. But what was really going on behind the scenes? That's what I'm saying. A lot of people say that, like how every time there's a big award show or something happens in the media, that's because something else is going on that we don't know about. So this is just what they're doing to keep us occupied. So you got to understand something. Um, Malcolm X said this. The entertainer is not a leader. The entertainer is not a leader. Entertainer is what an entertainer is. They entertain. That's their job. They're performers. That's their job. So if you do see them out and about, that's just for the moment. That is it. That is it. And whatever it is that it's like me, you know, I, like I said, I got Will Smith, you know, a poster Will Smith and Martin Lawrence on my wall. There's just certain things that I aspire to that they do, but obviously they're not out there doing the groundwork and I don't expect them to, you know what I'm saying? Like at this point, I'm past the point where I think that this person, that person, that person is just going to do this, that, and the third. Well, they're not like Meek Mill was all about like uh, uh, prison reform and all of this stuff. But what he's, what is he, how, look how he conduct himself still. Yeah. He only did it because he was in jail. Once he got that, out, he didn't care. His ass is ass backwards. And I'm like, he's just the name on the website. And from what I remember, if you look at his particular role, you're just a face. You don't do anything. So whenever it is that when this company, you know, this organization, you know, nonprofit, quote unquote, wants to do something, they just take you and staple your face to whatever campaign that they got going on. And that's it. You're like a brand ambassador, not that you actually do anything, not that you organize anything, not that you put the money up. It's not yours. What You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll quote Dame Dash. Like, it's not yours. You don't own it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So people like him, like, I don't expect Dame Dash to just get up and start doing, you know what I'm saying? That's not his, that's not his role. And I get that because you got to understand something. For someone to actually, like, take on the task of trying to make this country can local communities a better place you pretty much would have to be a martyr basically right because a lot of people are not gonna like what you're doing truth be told and those people don't exist in 2020 that's a fact it's a fact they don't yeah. exist would that the, we're not gonna have a, another martin luther king we're not gonna have another malcolm x you are not going to have, you know, a, a leader that's really going to have other people in mind. And in one of my other podcasts, I said that to Steve, where I'm the one. And what I mean by the one is that I'm just one guy. Right. And no one knows who the hell I am. You know, I don't have any resources. I don't have, you know, vast amounts of money where I could actually make a difference. So, you know, all these things, all I could do is just have these conversations and put it up. And then whoever happens to stumble on them, you know, can, can partake in, you know, the, the back and forth that we're having. Right. But these celebrities that claim to care, they don't even do that. They get paid to. Right. Because I, I, I said this months ago, back in what, April, April, late April, 
where you just take five of the biggest celebrities that you can think of. And then if they came together and put their resources together, there'd be major progress with the amount of money, the combined resources, the platform, the voice that, that the combined voices that they have hasn't been done yet. Right. You know, I love LeBron James. I love everything that he stands for. He's somebody that I look up to, but he's not going to no. So you yeah. just say hashtag rest in peace, Brian Taylor, hashtag say her name, all that. But that's all it's going to amount to. And I don't expect, even if let's say LeBron James were to just abandon basketball and just all of, all of a sudden decide to do this and that, I don't expect him to make it. Right. Because they probably make him look crazy and get rid of him. Because again, the people that can actually do things, they don't care. And it's for their benefit. And it's futile. Like really anything in the contrary is an exercise in futility. And it's unfortunate. It, it, I want to say it feels pessimistic to say, but this is me being real. You know, right. this way of life, it's not, you know, going anywhere unless, like I said, you know, yesterday or whenever the last time it was that we talked, you accumulate wealth and then you do what you can to influence people as you, you know what I'm saying? Like I have my own game plan as far as like how I would, you know, try to help people, you know, but as far as like, it's like Tupac said, like, you know, I, I, I can't change the world, but maybe I can spark the brain who will change the world. Because again, that's a big, you know, responsibility, which I don't really see that happening anytime soon. And by the time people do realize the way that things are and that things aren't working for their benefit, it's going to be too late. Absolutely. And, and that's the, and this is not just a celebrity thing. This is a people thing. I think as people, we have to do better. Uh, America is in a crap hole right now. We have a lot of work to do. There's a lot of problems, um, uh, that we have to change, you know, for instance, and, and I always talk about celebrities and the media because these are the people that can invoke these changes. Like, for instance, there was uh, last month in Brooklyn, there was an 87 year old Asian grandmother walking down the street, and a bunch of people set her on fire, set her on fire. Where at was night it? In Brooklyn. How long? Walking home. There? This was last month. See, I didn't even hear about that. Exactly. But they you, pick and you choose. What I'm saying how, you know, that really upset me to to hear something like that. And you said she was 87 years old. Set on fire because she refused you know to go back to China. Were these people apprehended? Like, were the like the race, like the nationalities of these people? Hispanic and black. These are Hispanic and black people. Yeah. You're right. You know, this isn't this isn't just a celebrity thing. This is a people thing. It's a people issue. And like I said, like you, I couldn't fathom really trying to tackle this because you got to understand, like, it's just such a broad thing. I honestly, I wouldn't even expect black people to go ahead and do that, but yeah, oh, man, I, but, yeah, and and that's the thing that that strikes me is, I get it. Police, everybody hates them and stuff like that. I get it. I, I absolutely understand it. But at what point do we look at each other and 
and take responsibility because like I said, you can't fix a system when the foundation is broken. You can't build a building on broken concrete. It's going to fall. So we have to start from the, the base of the problem. Problem is we all hate each other. Black people hate white people. White people hate black people. White black people, people hate Hispanics. Black people. black people hate black people. Hispanics hate black people. Everybody hates each other. And that's I, the foundation through which this country is built on. This isn't the United States of America. This is the divided States of America. We are probably the most divided country in this whole entire planet. And to say that, and we're, what's funny, we are melting, this country is a melting pot of different, you know, races, ethnicities, religious, you know, beliefs, all of that. And then yet we can't coexist. Yeah. It's not working. This isn't working. You know, what's going on is just, and no one cares. Again, like that's just the worst part about it is that no one really cares. And like conversations like this, it's few and far between. Like, let's say if Jay-Z were to say everything I said verbatim. Let's say if Jay... Ain't Jay-Z from Brooklyn? Yep. Let's say if Jay-Z did a public interview, said everything that I said and brought that situation up and said, listen, critical thinking and like just a love for your fellow human being and like intelligence has to increase... And he just, that was like his new thing because people follow him. You know what I'm saying? People will be quicker to follow him than they'd be quick, you know, quick to follow me. That's a fact. Absolutely. No, and 100%. Yeah. So it's like, it, like, yeah, I, I get mad, you know, when they don't say anything or these things are going on. I feel like they're just wasting, you know, uh, 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 their platform. But I guess that's not their job. You know, they're doing their job, which is not to talk about these things. And if they do, they're talking about what they were told to talk about. And then that's, that's about it. But for that to happen in, in his city, like, I didn't hear about that. I did not even hear about that. Yeah. Like, the world is screwed up. It's, and, it's screwed up. And if a rapture were to happen, I mean, it's probably going to happen now. Cause like, look, look at what's going on right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like really things have been like screwed up as they've ever been what's the solution to that other than things just continuing to gradually get just worse and worse. It's like eroding, like erosion. Like it just, the way that I contemplate it, I can only liken it to like, like mold and erosion and rotting over, over time. Right. There's not a point where we come together. We'd stop looking at each other as like different people, like just, just different species. It's like you have white people, you have black people, you have this, you have that. When in reality, we're all just humans. It's not going to ever be in style to just take pride in the fact that you are a human being. You know, animals have more pride in each other than than we do, but we're more intelligent than them. Right. I bet you if we weren't here, this whole earth would probably be in a better situation because animals know how to conduct themselves animals have balance, you know, plants have balance. We don't, right. but we're higher intelligence. Like I said, if a rapture were going to happen, it's probably going to happen at some point, like in this era, because things are only getting worse, you know, from here. And I'm not a religious dude by any means, but I mean, Hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, where is the solution? 
you know, yeah. when, when you're, when you're, when you're rich, you're still an employee. You know what I'm saying? They're not like how, like you become a famous artist. How much money does it cost for you to buy your own masters and to own your own stuff? It takes a lot. Right. And it's just, it's a position that rare, that, that artists rarely ever get to, you know, look at Michael Jackson the things that he was trying to do during his career and then look out, look at how they made him look right after, after a certain point. And he was, he almost was like an oil tycoon, you know, owning, owning other artists, music, owning his own music. You know what I'm saying? Like talking about every artist that you can think of, he owned 50% of their music up until he died. Right. Because he merged what he owned with Sony, obviously, and that was the Sony ATV publishing and everything like that. But yeah, I, I, like I said, celebrities, there's, there's never going to come a point. So I think, you know, you and I and people who are listening to this need to eliminate the expectation that celebrities are going to come out and start to speak up because they're not, it's not going to happen. I think people should just, if, you know, they're interested in helping other people with whatever that they can, like, so let's say, you know, me, like I said, I want to be an entertainer, you know, I want to do this and that. You have to focus on the people that you can reach and start small and hopefully just touch lives. That's it. You know what I'm saying? One by one, because you change somebody's life and that person changed someone else. And then it's a, it's a, you know what I'm saying? You just try to unplug people one by one by one you know, with the right stuff. It's not like, oh, the, you know, this whole world is bad and people are bad. It's not that. It's just, you know, consciousness and, you know, the way that you think. You know, one guy I, I like to watch on YouTube who, who in a way is doing that is freaking uh, Young Pharaoh. And, and he's not even like the most famous dude, but, you know, people know him, you know. Yeah, man, it's... We... I, I said America has to do better because we focus on the wrong stuff and... There was a conversation that uh, well, it was a YouTube video I saw that really changed my perspective a lot on these protests. And you know, for the people who are really out there f- for a genuine change, I stand for you and I fight with you. But there's people like this dude. Um, he didn't. I think his name was like Shamar or something. So he he was on a video talking about he was on Change My Mom with Stephen Crowder, and Stephen Crowder asked him. He said. Um, you know, so why are you out here? Why are you protesting? And he said, you know, I'm out here to defund the police and stuff like that. And Stephen Crowder asked him, he said, okay, well, uh, can I ask you a question? How do you feel that, you know, black people are killing black people more than, and let's say a white guy is killing black people. And he said, well, that's not what we're talking about here. That's not what we're fighting for. And then he said, okay, well, there was an officer. His name was Tamaris Bohannon. He was a black uh, St. Louis officer on the police force for four years. And he was shot in the neck and killed going to uh, responding to a call that a business owner placed because someone's shooting at his building. And he asked him how he felt about that. Well, he protested that. He said, well, I got more important things to worry about. As long as it wasn't my, my, my real brother and sister, I don't care. And it really changed my perspective. Like, how organic is the, these protests? How many people are really out there for George Floyd, for, for Breonna Taylor? How many people are out there, you know, to actually respect him? Because he literally said this. His follow-up was this. He said, I want to defund the police because I got too drunk one day. I got behind my, I went in my car behind the wheel. 
I didn't drive, but I was drunk and I was sitting in the driver's seat and police took me to jail. And ever since then, because of lawyer fees and stuff, I have a disdain for the police. Now I paraphrased a little bit, but that's basically what he said. Collective consciousness is just consciousness in, in this country, in, in this world, is just an issue. It's, it's a mess. Issue. Like I like I'm I'm not even gonna front to even like sound like a conspiracy theorist or none of that, but I'm like if there was like a like a one world government, it'd be better than what's going on right now. People need to like not not and not to say like like uh, freaking not to say that people need to you know be like super ultra mandated and, and governed but if you like people need to be regulated because it just seems like people just have a hard time you know regulating themselves because if, if people were doing a good job then then there'd be no murders and violence and 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 sex trafficking and and and, and you know, drugs and communities, like, it's so screwed up. And then it's like, I'm not even going to front, like, just me having these ideas and my, my, my mindset where I'm already like, you give me the power, my whole, my whole thing would be to share it and have a team, organization. I do a better job than what's going on right now. Right. I, I, and I'm not even saying that to toot my own horn, but I haven't heard anybody say the things that I've said this whole year so far. Like, this world needs an overhaul. Like, it does. And, but people don't care. Like I said, people, they just, you know, want to, you know, make money, get a job, you know, have kids or get famous, you know, whatever that they can do for themselves and other people or what's going on in this world just doesn't concern them, which it should, but it doesn't concern them. And that's a problem. And that that's the majority of people. That's the greater percentage of people. Right. And even, even, you know, other people, it's like, you know, what are they even talking about? Or maybe people don't want to, people don't want to listen to him. Like a Dr. Umar Johnson, like people don't want to listen to him. Dr. Boyce Watkins, people don't want to listen to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like, you know why, but you know why that's the case? It's because this, you said around the head, this country needs an overhaul. We we need a redo because was the, the problem is, and I, I always say celebrities because these are the people that have the power to influence people. Celebrities and the media are the two biggest culprits of them all. What they do is they find, like for instance, they find the police. Everybody is, uh, is riled up about the police. So what they do, they play on people's emotions. They advocate, uh, they, they push a narrative and they know that certain people are going to gravitate towards that. So they plan people's emotions, they get them all riled up and then they leave them out to dry. And then people act on those emotions. And that is the issue because freedom of, of um, freedom of thinking is not really encouraged in this country. It's not no, no. every, every, every article you read, every video that a media company puts Pushing out. An agenda. It's all f- yeah. It's all about an agenda. It's yeah. And a lot of people out here don't care about George Floyd. People don't care about the, the millions of black kids getting kidnapped and shot in the street. They only care about stuff that affects them. In, and in that's the, the issue. Yeah. And that's the I'll, issue. I'll, I'll quote, you know, one of my favorite, you know, uh, performers. Uh, he's an R&B singer, uh, Ralph Tresvent, you know, lead singer, New Edition. And I, I, I 
was listening to this interview. I've listened to a bunch of times that he did maybe like two months ago. And one thing that I liked that he said was that, you know, people, when it comes to elected officials, people like, let's say I mentioned Cory Brooker the other day, how we need to get involved very early in the process. So don't just emphasize voting the last presidential election, get involved early, you know? So let's say people who are candidates, people who are, you know, just running, get behind them. So vote, like really focus on, listen to what these people are saying. You know what I'm saying? So if let's say they're proposing things that you like, or they're saying things that were already on your mind, then push for them. You know what I'm saying? Like we love black people so much. And I'll say again, Corey, I, I, I watched Corey Booker's, breakfast club interview and i like some of the things that that he was saying but we didn't get behind him yeah you know what i'm saying we didn't get you know barack obama was the greatest thing since sliced bread but you know here comes another black guy and then we didn't even listen to him we didn't pay him no mind shout out to the breakfast club for even giving him uh you know the space to talk but collectively where was the backing so that's what i'm saying and and, and me that, that's true and i was in this i was in the shower when when, when i was listening to that interview and i was like dang like you know what that he has a point like don't wait until, you know, November, you know, listen to what people are saying maybe the year before that, you know, earlier in the year and then tell your friends, like, listen to this guy. Because I think, you know, obviously the older that I get, the more that I realize, you know, how things are going to affect me. You know, when I have kids, you know, when I want to be able to build a life for myself, especially like if you're not, you know, wealthy, then like what's going on really does like affect you. You know, when you don't have wealth to like shield you from like, things are going on in the economy, like a recession, for instance, you need to be involved. And, you know, yeah, it's just not, it's just not in style. Cause you don't hear celebrities talking about these things until like way after the fact. And we can't look to them. Like I'll quote Steve. He was like, you know, I don't look, he said that he was like, I don't look for a leader, you know, look within yourself, look, the, you know, your leader is really in the mirror because there are always things that you can do things that I can do. And sometimes people don't even, you know, really realize it, you know, in a way, because me, I think I always look at, you know, the grand scheme of things. And when I look at the, the whole picture, it makes you feel powerless, you know what I'm saying? But there's always, there's always something that you can do. And like I said, we're doing it now, just having these conversations, you know, cause it's food for thought at the end of the day, if nothing else, it's food for thought for, you know, yourself, you know, myself, by you know, choose to listen to this back and then whoever it is, that's watching it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's why I started the Prince of Fresh Air podcast, obviously because it's a catchy name, but because these are conversations that if I had on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook, I can get demonetized and get my channel banned for because they don't, they don't allow uh, for these conversations to happen. I know there's been plenty of uh, people who came out and spoke about how, you know, they'll say, you know, I support Trump. And then they get their accounts deactivated. It's it, it's wild. it's wild. And you know, one thing I, I was I was watching Candace Owens. Now I was one of those people. I always thought th there was something wrong with it. I never knew why. And then I started understanding where she was coming from. For instance, Kanye West. He was a guy. He never pushed politics. You know, every every election year, you know, when the debate starts, celebrities want to start coming out and advocate advocate for one person. And you never have you ever noticed every basketball player, actor, um, musician, they always push for the same candidate. It's, I mean, it's, it is what yeah, it is. I, I noticed that. I think I might have, I think I might have said that before. Like, and for me, I, you have to, people don't ask questions. 
Like that's not that doesn't seem fishy to you or like funny. Like why is everybody saying that? And then why is that everybody has a problem when you ask a question? Right. And but even A. Smith said that. He was like, I don't he says, you know, if you have a problem with me for the fact that I have an opinion, you have a problem with my opinion, but you have a problem with the fact that I have an opinion, then I got a problem with you. And I love Stephen A. Smith. So right. and that, you know, him saying that, you know, stuck with me because you can't like I said, you can't have a problem. You have a problem with my opinion, but don't have a problem with the fact that I have an opinion because everybody's entitled to have an opinion. Everybody's entitled to ask questions. Someone doesn't like you asking questions or asking for more information, then there's something wrong with that person. Right. And I only mention that because Candace always says something great. She said, Kanye West, he's a prime example of someone who's been ridiculed by society because he's came out and said he supports Trump. Now, I'm not going to get into whether, you know, you hate, you like Trump and uh, Kanye West or not. That's, again, I'm not here to change anybody's mind. But what she said that stuck out to me was the only reason why he got ridiculed is because he's a rapper who came out and supported the enemy. He never said you have to vote for Trump. He never said you have to agree with Trump. He just said, I support him. And why is that a problem? Because it doesn't follow the same agenda that everybody else is pushing. So yeah. my, my whole thing is all... This all comes down to, are we free? Are we actually free? Yes, we all pay taxes. Yes, some people drive Lamborghinis. Yes, some people drive Prius. But are we actually free? Are we actually free no. to think for ourselves? No. Because... No. Well, not, not publicly. Not, not publicly, yeah. But that's what I was saying. Like, we don't. Like, you know, when we're talking about, you know, having rights and, you know, the Bill of Rights and everything, like, there's like an unspoken rules of engagement, you know, that... And that's why, you know... Um, it may have been Wesley Snipes or it may have been somebody that I, that I like, but you know, someone, someone once said that, you know, not everything has to be out on front street. And I believe that like, just because someone says, Oh, I'm voting Biden doesn't, you don't know what they're doing when they go to the ballot. You don't know what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? So. And, and again, I, man, because when, when you're someone of interest, you, there's always just that risk of some form of backlash, you know, from your, your, your opinion, the content of your opinion. You know what I'm saying? Right. But you guys, what you gonna say? Oh, I, I definitely understand that, and that's why I, it's funny. That's why I never get into politics, and I don't debate people in politics because people yeah. are very close-minded. They they're stuck in their ways, and I noticed this. I know people who are who are Biden or Trump supporters, but they always advocate for the other side because they know. I was just say Biden because they know if they came out and said Trump, the uh, Trump 2020, they know they're gonna get you know people are gonna. Uh, laugh at them and insult him and stuff like that. And like you said, man, people say stuff like that because it's the nice thing to do and it keeps the heat off of them. And when they, right. it's time to go to the ballot, you know who they're voting for. They're going to be voting yeah, that, for Trump. That. And I, so, always thought, I always thought that way, even back in 2016. I'm like, everybody's saying Hillary, but I'm like, I don't, I don't believe that. And the only person who like actually like came out and said that, but people don't really care what he thinks, was Adrian Broner. Because <laughs> he, he was like, hey, I'm voting Trump because he's good for rich. He's for the rich people. That's what he said. And I was like, hey, you know, I mean, what did I know back in 2016? But like I said, you know, some people, like I said, they, they don't care what Agent Brown is talking about. Yeah. When you stick out and you have a, a different opinion, they catastroph, kind of, uh, you know, they, they, they ring you out to dry. And just one final thing the reason why I just advocate people to really do their research and stuff, because like I said, the media, Big Brother, everybody, it's all a conspiracy theory. They want you to look one way, so you have to pay attention. For instance, 
everybody's always talking about how you know Trump hasn't uh, uh, denounced white supremacy, which just for a quick fun fact, uh, some of the uh, leaders for Proud Boys are minorities that Hispanic and Black. So I'm gonna just say that. What but, the hell is Proud Boys again? Proud Boys. Well, originally during the b- debate, it was classified as a white supremacy group. But what people don't know is that there's black and Hispanic leaders in Proud Boys. They're essentially like Antifa, just with a different cause. You know what I'm saying? They both they both destroy property. They both loot. But Antifa is more to the left, and Proud Boys more to the right. So essentially, it's the same thing. But like I said, it's people don't know this stuff. I take the time to research this because I feel like everything that the media gives us is just a headline, and it's just for us. To it's just to to get us to look the opposite way. So, for instance, that has been blown up on the headlines, right? Everybody, oh, he hasn't denounced this. Oh, Trump has COVID, but people also don't realize if Biden gets elected, taxes are going up for everybody, especially the middle class and lower class. He's a he's going to be raising uh, taxes by ten percent for everybody. So you might think, oh, Trump is terrible, but you know, next year when you get your paycheck and you realize that you're losing way more money than you anticipated, that's not something you thought about because everybody was talking about how, you know, COVID is a government conspiracy theory and you're not following, uh, you're not doing your own research about stuff. And now we're going to be stuck in the same position next year where people hate Biden and wish Trump was still in office. I, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, America, we just have to do better. I think people... Have your opinions, support whatever political leader or whatever that you want, but definitely do your research because it's not wrong with being a Trump supporter and agreeing with something that Democrats are doing. It's not wrong with being a Democrat and agreeing uh, something that Republicans are doing. It's not wrong for you to be a black person to have white friends or white to have black. Life is too short for this. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. So, right. you know, I just wish people. Well, I'm here for both. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, well, yeah, that too. I, I am, but I'm here more for a good time. I need longevity, bro. I need to, you know, plant the seeds before I go. Hey, I'd rather have a a short life that's good than life uh, uh, involving uh, misery, a long life of misery. Well, yeah, well, obviously not, but I think we, you know, people control. People have a uh, while called Mortal Kombat, you know, everybody has the, the the ability to change their fate. You know what I'm saying? If you don't like the way that your life is going, you're going to sit there or you're going to do something about it. So, you know, and um, because look, look at, look at Tupac. I'm pretty sure if he had his way, he would still be here. You Absolutely. And, and mind you, he's freaking, he died at 24, 25 years old. Like, yeah, pretty, like I said, I'm pretty sure. And he was somebody that talked about dying for a while before he actually, you know, got killed. I'm pretty sure if you had asked him, like, and I've seen interviews where he talked about things that he would, you know, love to, you know, go on to do. Right. Well, well no, I, I think this was um his jail interview where, like, his hair kind of grows back a little bit. And he was saying, he's like, look, I don't want, you know, my reputation to, you know, hinder, you know, where I want my career to go. And, you know, look what happened. You know, his reputation, well, not really his reputation, you know, what he was, you know, doing affected that. Right. I I, I think most people, any wise person who has, you know, plans, you know, for something other than themselves, like myself, you know, and yourself as well, if, you know, you could be here, be here. It is what it is. I just think, you know, for all the hard work people were trying to fight for, 
America, instead of progressing, we're going backwards. You know, people, backwards. you know, like, you know, Black Lives Matter, the organization wants to segregate black people from white people by segregating schools. What good is that going to do? Are we in the 1960s or 2020? So I just... Well, the guy actually took donations from Black Lives Matter and then, like, used that to, like, buy a whole bunch of stuff for himself. So that just goes to show that what I've been saying since earlier this year is that call it something else because, you know, Black Lives Matter doesn't have any infrastructure. It's not a real organization. Like, this is, like like a club, like a, it's all, it's, it's pretty much as exclusive, exclusive or as organized as a public Facebook group that anybody yeah. can join, you know, that you want to, it's a, it's an NBA team without a coach, without plays, just oh, go out there and, and they're just giving out jerseys and you can just go out there and do whatever the hell you want. And then not that there's an actual game plan. All right, this is what we're doing by this certain date blah, blah, blah. And then you got people who are, you know, I don't want to say sleep, but just, you know, people yeah. who just, who just t think that what it looks like is like, what it looked like is what it is. They think that it's actually doing something which it hasn't, because if it did, then who's in charge? Who are the people that's in charge? Like I said, what I would do with this country is what I would do with the Black Lives Matter. Board, a collective of people, teams, Black Lives, Black Lives Matter East, Black Lives Matter West, Black Lives Matter South, Canada, whatever, wherever. You know what I'm saying? You have headquarters. You have places that people can come to, communities. It doesn't have anything. All it's got is just like the awareness and the word of mouth. But what does that amount to? Right. And, and that's the issue. I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of these organizations are there to capitalize on, on popular trends and they're not really, like you, like you at the end of the day, like you said, people only care about what benefits them was going to put money in their pocket. The Black Lives Matter organization is a, a prime example to that. Churches are another example of that. You know, people talking about, I believe, uh, you know, they, they'll chant Martin Luther King, I have a dream, but they only care when they're getting paid or when something benefits them. You know, churches don't pay taxes and all the money that they collect. They, what do they do with it? I don't see no schools being built. I don't see homeless people getting off the street, but you'll right. see them driving Porsches and Lamborghinis. So I yeah. don't know. I just feel like, you know, for me, yes, I'm an actor, but I feel like God put me on this earth. I'm not, I'm not here to sway people's opinion. I'm here to just open that conversation to start conversations, to have those talks because these are talks that we don't have. And then when you do have these talks, people shut you down. They, uh, they, you know. It evolves. Yeah. And, you know, eventually, you know, you fight for a cause. And this is why I said before, are these protests really organic? Because I feel like by next year, when the, when the wave starts dying down, uh, people aren't going to care no more. It's just the popular thing to do. And I'm not saying everybody's like that, but for majority of people. Absolutely. No, just not, out here. Yeah, they're out here saying George Floyd, and then you know, five minutes later they go running. Uh, Louis Vuitton is still purses. So I mean, yeah, you know, I'm just here. I'm just a facilitator. You know, I'm just I'm the messenger that I feel like God put me on this earth to do, just to open that conversation, have that dialogue. Because if we don't have that conversation, we won't get anywhere in society. But you know, let's not put the people to sleep. I think this has been really productive. Uh, we could talk about this more. Absolutely. Uh, 
But yeah, man, I, I think I think we all know where you about to plug your podcast. I think we all know where to. No, he's not. Uh, wait, wait, your podcast is. I always forget it. It's Mr. DJ Dash MDJ. Dash MDJ. Yeah, I got it. A podcast, so you can YouTube that, and it should come up in the search. Check me out. Follow yeah. me on Instagram at Dimitri Dues Jr. And I'll see y'all on the next one. Absolutely. And uh, let me just say, if anybody uh, is interested, I'm going to be start taking uh, voice messages. So um, go to the link, uh, whether it's this podcast or um, whether you see it on Instagram or something like that. Um, if you want to voice an opinion, anonymously or not, uh, send me a voice message because I'm, I, I don't discriminate. I'm here to hear all voices. So send me a message or DM me on Instagram if you want to uh, get something going. And remember, I'm the most charismatic entertainment and a better hand is a helping hand.